Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Hello and welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host Rob Lilly, in for Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. There is still an awful lot of money that's sitting on the high street earning less than 1%, which, which is, is still something that needs to change. Almost 60% of those we surveyed about their current accounts have been with the same provider for more than 10 years. But that's despite 28% of people saying that they like nothing about their account. We were contacted earlier this week, actually, by email by a gentleman who was trying to open an ISA with a high street bank. And he was told that he would only be able to open this account online or if he'd pre-booked an in-person appointment. And the first appointment they could offer him was January 2023. This week, we're taking a break from the revolving door at Westminster. On today's show, we'll be taking a look at our new research into the best and worst current and saving account providers, discussing if it's time you switched. Now, you might remember on last week's show, we chatted savings rates. And now to take that conversation one step further, I'm joined by which journalists, Grace Witherden and Matthew Jenkin. Hello, both. Hey, it's good to be in. Hi, good to be here. Very nice as well. I don't know if the listeners can hear this, but we are actually in the studio today. So very nice to be here in the basement at Witch HQ. It's not as glamorous as it sounds, is it? No, I mean, I have got lost (laughs) getting here. Honestly, all glamour, all glamour here at Witch. Well, it's great to have you both here. Now, Grace, to kick us off this week, do you mind telling us more about what we were looking to find in this piece of research? Yeah, sure. So at Witch, we think that your bank or your building society... Um, you know, how they treat you should be an essential part of finding the best account. So every year we survey thousands of current account customers and ask them to rate the service they receive. And this gives us a which customer score. So we ask them to rate everything from the customer service, how easy it is to use the app, um, online banking and in branch facilities. Um, so then we take all of those scores and we calculate a product score of almost 40 current accounts. From that, we create our which recommended providers. So these are the banks and building societies that offer great products and top notch customer service. So this August, we ran the same survey and we've rounded up which current and savings accounts impress and which ones don't. Now, one of the interesting stats we found is that almost 60% of of those we surveyed about their current accounts have been with the same provider for for more than 10 years. But that's despite 28% of people saying that they like nothing about their account. This really resonates with me because I'm absolutely someone who has my money in a savings account and it's been there for years and years and years, even though I obviously work on this every week and hear advice every single week about pretty much the benefit 
you can get sometimes from from switching. Now, what you said there, Grace, especially interesting, especially given how easy we know it is to switch. We've discussed it many times here on the podcast. So let's go through what we found then. I should say we did look at both current accounts and saving accounts here, didn't we? Yeah, you're definitely not alone. I'm sure so many people have had the same account for years. Um, So yeah, we looked at um, current account providers and savings account providers. Um, So my colleague, which journalist, Chiara Cavalieri, has analysed the results and you can see the full tables on our website and in this month's edition of Witch Magazine. Um, But I'm going to do my best here to do a nice bite-sized summary for our listeners. So this year, Digital Bank, Starling and Zopa top our tables for current accounts and savings respectively, each earning five stars for every aspect of their service we could rate. And both have been named which recommended providers. Thanks, Grace. Yeah, plenty of online-only and app-based providers listed there, which I think is something we'll come on to later. Now, what about those banks and providers that didn't fare quite so well? Well, many high street banks continue to underwhelm. TSB came near the bottom of our table for both current and savings accounts. Savers gave it just one star for branch service and two for customer service. Other big banks, HSBC and Royal Bank of Scotland, also failed to impress in many areas, getting more than their share of average or below average ratings. Although both did score decently for their mobile apps. So it wasn't complete disaster for them then? No, not complete disaster, but there's there's definitely room for improvement. Yeah, no, really interesting. Thank you for running through those. Now, Matthew, I want to bring you into the conversation here because we briefly touched on savings rates on last week's podcast. Are there still some good deals out there? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the savings market's booming at the moment, uh, with both traditional bank br- um, branch-based providers and online banks competing to offer the highest rate in order to entice new customers. Uh, now, while no bank beats the current rate of inflation at 10.1%, we've recently seen rates as high as 5% return to the market. It's been quite a few years since that's happened. For example, Barclays has a new instant access savings account offering existing current account customers more than 5% annual interest on their money. So if you're happy um, to lock away your money for longer, then online bank Zopa, which we've already mentioned, has a five-year fixed-term um, account offering 4.9%, um, while its restriction-free instant access account is a competitive 2.15%. What's more, as we've already said, Zopa has been named a which recommended provider this year. Um, to take advantage of the best rates, though, you usually have to put in a quite a sizable sort of opening deposit of £1,000 or more. Uh, having said that, there are plenty of accounts now that allow you to start saving with £1 or less. But as already mentioned, they don't currently pay as much interest. Now, moving on, though, you did mention some great savings rates there. And if you do fancy switching current provider to one of the ones that scored really well, maybe one of the ones that Grace mentioned earlier, how would we go about this? Is it easy? Now, can you take us through the process? This is something I definitely need, and I'm sure plenty of the listeners will need to know as well. Well, switching current accounts is is pretty simple, actually. Uh, Most banks have agreed to use an automated switching service, which means it should take just seven days, uh, seven working days to switch you over from your old account once the new account is open. And it works a little bit like this. So once you've found a new bank account and started the normal process of opening one, uh, you'll be asked by your new provider for two separate documents for proof of identity and proof of address. Uh, You'll then need to complete a current account switch agreement 
form and the current account closure instruction form provided by your new bank or building society. Then, on your chosen switch date, which must be a working day, your new bank or building society will be responsible for moving your incoming and outgoing payments and transferring any money to your new account. Before closing the old account and sending confirmation, that the process is complete. So easy peasy. Unfortunately, there's no automated switching service for savings accounts. Instead, you'll need to transfer transfer the savings to the new account, either directly by BACS or into a current account first. Got to check with your provider first to find out which transfer method they allow. If you're transferring an ISA, there's only one way to do it. You've got to fill in a transfer transfer form with your new ISA provider. And remember, always check the terms and conditions. Depending on what kind of savings account you have, there may be penalties for closing the account early or restrictions on the amount of withdrawals you can make. Thank you so much for taking us through that. Because like I said, Matthew, honestly, no idea, despite doing this podcast every week. So that was really, really helpful. Now, what about the switching incentives you can get for current accounts as well? Because there are sometimes some good deals out there. Is that the case at the moment? Yeah, I mean, again, banks and building societies are offering very competitive deals to entice new customers at the moment. Uh, Nationwide, for example, is offering £200 on its Flex Direct, Flex Plus or Flex account, uh, Flex account current account. So uh, while switching to NatWest, you'll net about 100, well, not about, exactly £175. NatWest customers can also enter a £1,000 prize drawer if they have a current account and a savings account with the bank. Over at First Direct, um, they have a £175 switching offer and Lloyd's says its latest £150 switching bonus is the largest it's ever offered. So there's plenty of attractive offers out there if you're thinking of switching, although remember to do some like careful research first and choose the account that works best for you. Perfect. No, that sounds great. The idea of getting some free money for switching is always uh, always something that I'm very keen for. Now, the surge of interest in some of these app-based savings providers has really been a bit of a game changer for the industry, as we can see from our results that Grace mentioned a bit earlier on. But not everyone is necessarily happy about it. Now, before we get to that, I've been speaking to Sarah Coles from Hargreaves Lansdowne. She's a senior personal finance analyst and also hosts their Switch Your Money On podcast. Here's what she told me about the digital-only providers currently flooding the market. At the moment, they're offering a sort of an alternative place to put your money. So they're not yet at the stage of sort of knocking over the big high street giants, which actually hold just an enormous chunk of your money still. And we ran a survey recently um, with about 2,000 people and we asked them, you know, whether they'd use these. And only 6% of people used an online savings platform. But they are actually putting, you know, people are putting billions of pounds into these platforms. So they are starting to disrupt the market. Um, And we know that increasingly you know, they tend to use these sort of the newer online banks and building societies rather than being aligned to maybe the high street giants so they tend to be sort of those those smaller players that you'll find on these platforms um, which makes it a lot easier for people to kind of see, have sight of these smaller um, banks and sort of get more familiar with them as well um, so they are making some changes and um, there is still an awful lot of money that's sitting on the high street earning less than one percent which which is is still something that needs to change. Now, I mentioned earlier on, there are, though, some people that aren't overly happy with the fact that many of these digital providers or app-only providers are offering some of the best deals because there are fears that many people will be left behind by this digital revolution. Now, Matt, there are still some people, aren't there, who aren't managing their money digitally? 
Yeah, you're right. There are. Um, I mean, branch ac- access is still really important to a lot of people, yet many high street banks are continuing to close branches across the country and instead focusing on their online and app services. Um, if opening and operating an account in branch is important to you, the good news is that many high street banks are starting to offer equally competitive rates to online providers. As already mentioned, Barclays' new rainy day saver instant access account offers more than 5% interest on savings, although there are caveats. It's only available to Barclays' current account holders who are signed up to its Blue Rewards scheme. A bank that that has less restrictions is Sainsbury's Bank, and they're offering 2.75% interest on its uh, instant access account. And yeah, as, as I said, while the rate is considerably lower than Barclays, you don't have to be an existing current account customer to open it. Just watch out for other restrictions, though, such as limits on the number of withdrawals. Brilliant. Thank you, Matt. All stuff that we have to bear in mind if we're looking at any of those accounts. Now, we've also been speaking to Fran McSweeney, too. Now, she's from the charity Independent Age about the issue. We are a national charity, so we cover England, Scotland and Wales. And we um, support people who are older in life, generally over 65. And our mission really is to make sure that as we get older, and hopefully most of us will get older, that we can do so with dignity and with having choices and to have purpose in life. It's not as simple as people being, you know, online or not online, because um, there's a kind of a scale really. So some people, they might actually have an email address, for example, but they're not comfortable um, using internet banking, for example, or on the online banking or, you know, using um, kind of market comparison sites. The kind of degree of confidence really varies according to the product they're looking for. We did a survey recently and we found that 45% of people over 65 um, don't feel comfortable using the internet. So, and and that's that's a, a staggering figure. We were contacted earlier this week, actually, by email by a gentleman who was trying to open an ISA with a high street bank, a very well-known high street bank. And he went online because he he does use the internet, um, but he doesn't use internet banking because he just doesn't feel comfortable with it. And he found on their website, they said, you can either open this ISA online or at your local branch. Now, we all know that local branches are closing. So he had to make, make quite a journey to his local branch he turned up there after you know making a special trip and he was told that he would only be able to open this account online or if he'd pre-booked an in-person appointment. So obviously he wasn't very happy about that, um, but he said, well, okay, when can I actually see someone and can I see someone today? And the first appointment they could offer him was January 2023, three months away. You know, it's outrageous that he's now going to lose out on three months worth of interest that he would have been able to access if he'd been able to open the account online, which he would have been able to do on the same day. Thank you to Fran there. Now, we also heard from Sarah Coles from Hargreaves Lansdowne earlier on. Well, I also asked her about digital exclusion and she told me that while it is definitely an issue, there is help available. It's definitely a real problem that a lot of people can't, you know, just don't feel able to go online and they're, they're stuck with whatever's on the high street. And the big problem is those accounts are just paying, paying very, very little at the moment. So a branch based account is, is likely to be offering you less than less than half a percent. Um, and that is a real problem because they can't access these online accounts. What I would say is if you are sort of maybe 
sort of thinking about it for the first time, it is worth trying. So you can use an online savings platform. You can just put a pound in it and then have a practice and see how you feel about how difficult or how easy the process is. Um, it's also worth checking, say, for example, Active Savings has a dedicated helpline. So you can ring up and someone will talk you through the process. So it might be something that you've kind of ruled out thinking, or oh, maybe it's not for me. But actually, it's, it's worth giving it a go because it might be much easier than you think. So, Grace, bringing you back into the conversation then, where are we at with this issue? Access to cash has been something we've been campaigning for here at Witch for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I've been following cash access closely since I joined Witch, and it's something we keep a really close eye on. It feels like every few weeks I write about big branch closures and and how especially how more people we found are using cash at the minute because of the cost of living and actually many people like having physical cash to budget. But we did successfully campaign for the Financial Services and Markets Bill and that was included uh, in the Queen's speech earlier this year. Um, So the forthcoming legislation will ensure people can continue to conveniently withdraw and deposit cash and this will be monitored and enforced by the Financial Conduct Authority. Um, So with its new powers, the FCA could stop banks and building societies from closing their cash access services if there was no suitable alternative within a reasonable distance. So there's definitely movement on the issue. And I think that hopefully next year we'll find out more. It's a big win, isn't it, for us here at Witch, like you say, getting that included in the Queen's speech. Yeah, we had some, we did celebrate that. Yeah, rightly so. It's something definitely worth celebrating. And as we've heard already on this podcast and just before there, it is really important to people to keep that access where possible, which is obviously great for those people that can't access online banking for whatever reason. But if we do go back to savings now, and obviously we are finding that those challenger banks, the ones that are potentially online and on app, they are scoring really well and they are offering some really good perks. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you asked me this because we actually have a really good solution and it's called Pick and Mix Banking, which I feel like is really appropriate for Halloween. Like it. So basically, it simply means having multiple current accounts. Now, although half the people we surveyed have just one current account, it's actually more popular now to have multiple current accounts. So, for example, I have a main current account that I've had through university. I still have it. But I also have a challenger bank account. And I really like this one because I can use it on holiday without paying any fees. And I really like the savings pots function, which I find easier to use than my mainstream high street bank. So... The other benefit is that spreading your money um, across a few current accounts also means that you aren't left high and dry if your main provider has a technical problem. So digital banking can go down, meaning you won't be able to have access to your app and online banking. So obviously, if it's spread around, you've got a backup account. And also, it means you could get some of the perks that Matt mentioned earlier if you stick to the terms and conditions. Brilliant. Thanks, Grace. Well, to finish this week then, and yeah, sad news, we are coming to the end of today's episode. Can we talk about some of the support that banks are currently offering during the current cost of living crisis? Obviously, something that is always in the news. We're always talking about it here on the podcast, and we're all living through it. We've been very active in asking banks what help they are offering so we can bring this information to you. So what help is out there for anyone listening who feels like they might need it? Well, uh, most of the uh, major high street banks are offering so-called cost of living hubs on their websites where customers can find information on how to manage their money. For example, HSBC's rising cost of living hub aims to help customers understand why the cost of living crisis is even happening. Uh, It also provides tips to help save on costs and offers help on where to go for additional support. Um, NatWest also has a a very similar hub, a cost of living hub, uh, offering similar help and information for customers who are struggling or 
uh, are just simply worried about their finances. Uh, there you can find online advice and tools such as a spending tracker and a budget calculator. Yeah, that's really handy. And, and some are going above and beyond. Some of them are actively contacting customers who they think may be at risk, um, Santander and Nationwide. And I think with Nationwide, you could also get like a face-to-face appointment if you don't want to call them or, or you know speak to someone online. Um, the key thing is, if you are struggling, don't bury your head in the sand and don't wait to be contacted if, if you know you need help. Um, if you prefer, you can also get independent advice from a number of debt charities. Step Change offers free confidential debt advice from money experts recommending the best solution based on your circumstances. And Citizens Advice offers free guidance on everything from debt uh, to finding financial advice. And Money Helper can also advise about living on a squeezed income. You know, also, there's plenty of information on our Witch website. So definitely have a look and don't be afraid to ask for help. Thank you so much to Grace and Matthew for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed today's show, please do hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and make sure you catch us again next week. For money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we've also got our free money newsletter too, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. And to sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was recorded, produced and edited by me, Rob Lilly, with additional support from Grace Witherden and Matt Jenkin. 